0: Ask the Podcast Coach for July 29th, 2017
1: Let's get ready to podcast
0: There it is, that fun-filled music That means it's Saturday and it's time to get your podcast questions answered live I'm your host Dave Jackson from the schoolofpodcasting.com And joining me right over there, the one and only
1: Jim Cullison from theaverageguy.tv How's it going, Jim? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Beautiful summer morning here in Omaha, Nebraska. So we're excited about uh, some cool temperatures over the weekend. I hope where you're at, you get a chance to get outside, get some sun.
0: Yeah, it's uh, I love like my favorite temperature is like 79. It's warm outside.
1: Everything's cool. And um, yeah. yeah, 73 right now here in Omaha, 73 low humidity. Beautiful, you know. So seventy one percent humidity. It's this is ideal. Like I should be outside podcasting. Hey, I did a I did a podcast on Thursday on Home Gadget Geeks, and the guy did it from his laptop on his deck. It was beautiful. It actually nice. works. It was it, the sun went down as he was podcasting, and it just added, and it sounded good. You know, he used the he used the microphone on mm-hmm. his on his earbuds, and it it actually worked really well. I was very surprised.
0: See, if I didn't have the mixer and all, I could easily do this on. I have a small little patio, although. As bright as it is outside, it would just I would just be this ghost, basically, <laughs> with an umbrella, avoiding the sun. So that'd be great you fun. You might
1: get a sunburn, I was going to say, yeah. if you're in the sun. You might I was get... in the
0: sun. Again, I was in the sun yesterday. Luckily, it's gone. I had this weird little red dot on my forehead. I'm like, I didn't, because normally I wear a hat if I'm outside. And I was like, ah, here we go again. But uh, if you're watching us, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. If you have a question, you can jump right on in, uh, even if you're in your jammies. Uh, I'm not wearing pants as we speak. If you go to uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, that will uh, jump you right in, and you can uh, ask your question. doesn't matter what it is. Uh, We prefer podcasting (laughs) questions. I guess I should uh, clarify that. But it can be anything from a beginner show to uh, whatever you want to do, promotion, all of the above. Uh, Jim, how long have you been? I know you've been podcasting, what, eight
1: years? Yeah, something like that. And then Maybe, you've, you've been involved uh, in... Uh, yeah, 2009, been, or yeah. early 2009, I think is when I got started. And how long have you been involved with coaching? Well, uh, at Gallup, you know, the, what, the term coach is interesting. And, um, and I, I don't really consider myself a coach, so to speak. I'm more of a manager. But uh, let's just say the last five years, probably. Okay. There you go. What, is there a difference between a
0: coach and a consultant?
1: Well, all those lines blur, right? When we think about coaching, managing, consulting, you know, super blurry lines. And, you know, I'm a big, I'm kind of a functionalist. I just made up that word. Um, In the sense that I always say it doesn't matter what you call it. It matters what the outcomes are. And so you can call it anything you want. What are the outcomes that you're getting? So whether you have a podcast coach or a podcast consultant, uh, at the end of the day, what are you trying to get? And, um, you know, what, what are you trying to get out of it? What are the outcomes? So, I don't get hung up on words. I get hung up on, are we moving the needle? Is it making a difference? So mm. um, that's, that's kind of the way I think of it. Well, one of the things we we're
0: talking about pre-show, I think I'm going to bring that up here. And that is uh, putting some cushion, some, is that what you were calling it, Jim? No, the word is margin. 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 Guess, yes. Yeah, adding some margin. margin in your life. Uh, I had the, uh, the bad news this week. My ex father-in-law passed away uh, somewhat not, Unsuspected, but quicker than we thought, kind of situation. And so uh, my ex wife reached out and said, Hey, uh, can you bring some music to this thing that's kind of the calling hours on Saturday, which was kind of interesting. And so here's the fun thing because I don't listen to CDs anymore. I have a ton of them. But in terms of like making a mixtape, for lack like of a better phrase, I was like, So here's what I had to do I had to go to Spotify. And for the record, this is probably legal. I went to Spotify, I fired up Hindenburg. Told Hindenburg to listen to other applications, which basically means whatever's coming out of your speakers, it'll record. And I would play the, they wanted Joe Cocker music, which was a whole other weird thing. Uh, play Joe Cocker and then record on Hindenburg and then export it as a WAV file. So I could then, and this was the fun part, burn it to a CD, which I haven't done in about five five
1: years. CD? a CD. What, that was
0: it. I actually what had
1: these to... <laughs> mystery devices are. <laughs> yes, it's these. Was... They're portable. Yeah. They're completely portable and batteryless. You don't have yeah. to. They, there yeah, we you. go. Uh, is that new? Is that a new technology? Yeah,
0: it was. Uh, it was interesting, and I had to dust off a lot of cobwebs. to Remember how to do this. But the good news is, I had somewhat scheduled Friday to be a catch-up day. Kind of a. It, on one hand, it was a margin day, but it was a, it wasn't like there wasn't anything vital that had to be done Friday night. Uh, I kind of put those there, but I think it's a good idea to operate in a way so that if something happens. That you didn't expect like oh i don't know you hit a deer or somebody dies or you know uh i had an aunt from out of town that uh showed up it was great to hang out with aunt betty uh, and if you schedule yourself 20 you know just 100 percent you, you just a i think you age uh early from stress because you're always just running like a maniac and i noticed this about a month ago where I used to stay up at sometimes till about one in the morning. If I wasn't paying attention two in the morning and then I would get up at seven or ish. That's the fun part of working from home. You can kind of sleep in. You almost get an extra hour of sleep that you used to, you know, have in travel. But nonetheless, and uh, so if you haven't, it might be something you want to think about is, is just leaving a day open in the event something happens. And you're like, but Dave, if nothing happens, then I have a day to do nothing. And I'm like, trust me, you'll find something to do. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no. I think it's good. I think it's just good for your health. Yeah, And then it's, it's also good. I think it makes you better, uh, you know, with your content. Because if you're, if you don't feel good, if you're tired, if you're, Mm -hmm. you're not able to bring the best content when you feel that way. I know Thursday and Friday, I didn't feel very good. And, and uh, Thursday show was okay. Yesterday, I was a wreck. If I would have tried to do a show yesterday, it just would have been awful. And I came, I went to bed early last night. I slept in a little bit this morning. I feel great now, but it's amazing what a little sleep and a little bit of margin. And guys, get out of, get, get outside every once in a while. Well, Dave, not you, because you get, you get sun poison. <laughs> but, but get outside every once in a while and, and get some fresh air, shake some things off. I, I, th- I think we underestimate the value of a little bit of exercise, a little bit of fresh air, you know, doing something different. So yeah, content matters, but you matter more. So make sure you get out there and get some, you know, get some fresh air. It's
0: like that thing they say on, on airplanes, right? If you the cabin pressure changes, you know, the mask will fall and uh, be sure to put your mask on first before addressing your children. And the reason for that is of course, if you pass out, well, then your kids are, you know, screwed. So take care of yourself first. And it's the same thing, your podcast, that might be your baby that you want to take care of. But if you're not taking care of yourself, a you you get blurry you just get mentally blurry. Uh, I know any time I'm typing show notes at two in the morning, I can almost guarantee I'm going to wake up in the morning. Doesn't matter how many times I've read them out loud or whatever, I'm going to wake up in the morning and somebody's going to. Do you know I have a typo in your title or something? That's, that's always the fun one. You 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 just scan your summary and then you you completely ignore your title and there's like, did you know that you spell that guy's name wrong? And I'm like, oh, you
1: gotta I be kidding I hate that. I hate that. It's so <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> like,
0: I want to be an idiot. So, but uh, speaking of that. Um, on this week's episode of the School of Podcasting, we're talking about things that you used to do that you you don't do anymore, and so kind of on this theme, I thought about it, what do you do to find time? because somebody asked this in the the in one of the Facebook groups, I'm like, that's kind of a cool question. How do you find the time to podcast? Because it does take time that's the one thing we it always does. say it
1: takes a lot of time.
0: So how do you find the time to podcast?
1: Well, you have to you you've got to I, I think you gotta sit down, make a list, of, a priority list. What's important to you? And you know, you may be in a spot, I don't I think people underestimate this idea that you may be in a spot where podcasting right now is not good. Like you shouldn't start. And I know you you always say, Well, just get started. If you've got something, get started. But I think an inventory of of what's going on in your life and how many things are happening, and do you have time? Let me ask you. Let me turn this on to you, Dave. For a single podcast, and okay, this is we're gonna uh, this is gonna be very general. But if you were gonna start a single podcast, how many hours a week do you think you would advise someone to set aside? And let's just say it's a thirty to forty-five minute, you know, okay. hour, whatever. For how much time do you think you would you would? advise someone to set aside for for an hour long podcast and let's go to the chat room too. Chat room, what do you think? And we'll come back to the chat. Room so we
0: going inside. an hour long
1: or thirty minutes? Let's go. Let's do an hour. An let's hour because most people you can't. Most people can't do thirty. That's really disciplined. Yeah, I would say six because it's going to take four hours
0: if you're brand new to to do it. And if you're because that's that's you have to figure out what you're going to talk about. Then you're going to record it. Maybe you're going to edit it, and then when you upload it and type your show notes. I always say it's a four to one ratio, but if you're brand new, I would say, you know, six hours because you may not, you're, you're still kind of trying to find your voice. You're, you're figuring it out. You haven't figured out all the ways to, to cut corners, but at least four hours, so four to six hours for a a one hour podcast.
1: Yeah. Does that include the actual, say you're doing interview or you're doing the recording, whatever that is, does that include that? Yeah, what probably scheduling guests. If you have guests, you got to a, go on. That's why I was them. saying like, six, because I am like,
0: <laughs> four would be to create it, and I am like six to for all the things you didn't plan on planning on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So.
1: I actually, I think you are right. I think it's six, but I think it's six to ten. Yeah, in the early in the early days, and you should look at your schedule and say, Do I actually have? Are there spots where I can sneak ten hours in to get this done? And you know, between midnight and two is probably like you just said, it's probably not, you shouldn't count on that because you, you can't do that all the time, you know? So I, I think it's smart to actually sit down, look at your schedule and say, can I afford 10 hours a month to do this well? And you'll get more efficient as you go. But I, I do think it takes, uh, I do think it takes a bunch of time. And I think you, you need to account for that in your schedule.
0: Yeah, I know when I first started, I did a lot of my stuff from like 11 to midnight, because that's when the house got quiet. And then it was a matter of my, I was, at the time, I was living with my brother in his basement, and I think it was around midnight or 1 o'clock, my sister-in-law would take a, a bath, and they had a jacuzzi thing, and she it was right above where I was. So I had to get it done before she got in the tub, because when she got in the tub, I was always afraid she fell asleep in there, because she'd be in there a while. Uh, but it was just, there was no way I could record with these jacuzzi jets going crazy above my head. So yeah, it's and distracting. Then, and then you I think had, it's coming in on the mic. Yeah. And then I had two teenagers in the house that were cranking stereos and I'm in the basement, so they're doing laundry and all this other stuff. So it was a matter of, okay, where where can I do this? And that was a matter of adjusting my schedule. So I'm like, if I'm doing this at night, that means I've got at the time I was going to college, I've got to do my homework during this time, I'm doing consulting, I'm doing this and that. And then, you know, if you can kind of schedule a time, that does help. If you can do it on a regular basis, you don't have to. But if you can come up with a consistent time, then your family can kind of know, don't go in, you know, don't go in the room when daddy's there on Wednesday nights.
1: Kind yeah. of thing. But, yeah, and that you mentioned the, the F word, which is family, right? Yeah. Which is incredibly hard. Like when you, I think when you're first starting, you don't realize what it takes to sit isolated by yourself to do this kind of work and people miss you. And, you know, your significant other may want to see you more. And, you know, b- both you and I, and Sarah, my wife, has been very, very understanding of this. But in the early days, there was a little resentment of, hey, you're spending a lot of time doing that and not a lot of time with me. And both you and I have had that scenario. And I think most podcasters do. It's, you have to take it into consideration. And and then they always make that dreaded mistake, like you get one going and you've already got maybe a tense relationship with your spouse significant other and then you decide to start a second one like hey jackass maybe that's not a great idea (laughs) if it's already stressed right if it's already stressed and so I take take those things those things into account for whatever reason it is weird and I think the significant other does find it difficult that you're giving this all your time and attention and then hey what about me you know what's left for me
0: yeah one of the things that I had to do when I was married and it scored big points is We always had Wednesday night was date night. That was something we we did and that was sacred. And in the event I ever went to her and said, can I please use date night? Can we move date night to Tuesday or Thursday? It had to be something huge because that was just a way to show her that I respect you. You're important. Wednesdays are sacred kind of thing. And then the other thing that I did is on Wednesday night, if we went out to dinner, I left my phone in the car. So otherwise, it's way too easy To, you know, she goes to the bathroom, you grab your phone, you start checking it. She sits down, you're still checking your phone and it's just, yeah. So uh, give them your undivided attention. She used to say that. She's like, even when you're here,
1: you're not here. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. And that can be work. I mean, that can be anything, right? You you could treat your job that way. You could treat, I mean, there's another hobby you can treat that way. But um, it, it is easy for this to become all consuming and then, and then kind of start missing people, you know, kind of along the way. I have to say, you know, you've asked me, Dave, how long I've been doing this. We're eight years into it, and you know, I do it a lot at work, and I do it here, and we've kind of adapted a little bit, for good or for bad. We've kind of adapted. Kind of Sarah knows now. Jim's schedule is, you know, hey, Saturday morning, she'll say, "You doing Ask Podcast Coach on Saturday morning?" Yep. Yeah. You know, beginning of the week, hey, are you doing Home Gadget Geeks on Thursday? Yep, we're we're doing that, and so. We, she's kind of scheduled around me a little bit, you know, to make sure, like you said, you know, the shower's not running or the washing machine's not right. going or there's, there isn't, you know, she's not trying to vacuum the house uh, uh, during those. So we've kind of settled into a routine for it. And and I think after over time that they, they kind of adjust, but, but yeah, I think you got to work with your family and you got to work with them and you got to, you got to kind of respect that family relationship and make sure you're not held up in the studio, you know, forever and you're neglecting them.
0: I always say there's there's three things you need that have nothing to do with a microphone or downloads, and that is you need your attitude. So you have to have kind of that passion and that confidence to keep moving forward. You need support from your family, and then you need your health, which we talked about earlier. But if you burn the candle, if you have those three things, you're you have the basement to build a house on. But if one of those things crumbles, because if you if your attitude, if you don't think you can do it, if you don't feel confident in it, then you're timid and you're, you're afraid to press record. Um, if you're burned out and you're crispy and you're coughing your lungs up, that's not going to work. You know? And then if your family's like, look, you're spending too much time on that, that messes with your head and that then affects your attitude. And so if you can get those three on on board, you're, you're in good shape. Um, Sean in the chat room says it's hard to schedule time. I've got three small kids that are making noise all day. So I get the late-night podcasting routine, of course, and I'm probably exhausted and ready for bed right after the kids. Yep, that's that's a common theme I hear a lot That uh, with kids. It's like, yep. And the good news is hopefully they're going to bed at, I don't know, 9 or 10, something like that, depending on how how old they are. That's the problem. They're like, doggone it, they're getting old and they're staying
1: up later. No, you can't watch Jimmy Fallon. So that whole night. It's, it is. I mean, I, I podcast a lot, but all my kids are gone yeah. and I'm in that sweet spot. You know, people who are retired, I think Ron had mentioned earlier. Yeah. I think he's yeah retired. Um, people who are retired. This is perfect. I think podcasting is great. One, you're older, you're wiser. You've got some great things to say. I think, retire- I mean, I think podcasting was built for retirees. So I, yeah. I think that's really cool. I'm in a sweet spot with it where I'm in that. I don't, we don't have grandkids yet. But my kids are all gone for the most part. And so I have quite a bit of time to be able to do this, you know, to be able to do these things. So you got to measure your own schedule. Dave Craig had asked earlier, though, when you start your second one, is it a, is it, does it get exponentially harder when you start the second? Or are there economies, do you think, that because you already know how to do things, you know how to set stuff up, it goes faster? So is it more work to start the second one or less work, do you think? Or, I don't know, somewhere in between?
0: It's kind of in between because on one hand, you know how to cut corners. You've got editing down, uh, that part. But now you've got to spend time on if you're going to have some sort of intro music, uh, if you're going to have artwork. Well, you need artwork. You can't do a podcast without it. Uh, so you've got you got these little extra steps you've got to do to get the thing off the ground. I think once it's going, I think, but it's still going to take, you know, now you're going from 6 to 10 to 1 front down to 4 to 6 to 1 so it's still going to take yeah. that time and that's where that's where all of a sudden you go oh you know what um there's no sort of magic wand i can wave to make 48 hours in a day and that's where you you have to figure out like i i i'm i'm somewhat proud that when i go to a grocery store 9 times out of 10 i have no idea who's on the front cover of all the magazines cuz it's the, you know it's it's josie from the bachelorette and somebody else from you know the Real Housewives of Poughkeepsie and uh, all these other people. And I'm like, I don't watch any of that stuff. So I do not keep yeah. up with the Kardashians. Um, I barely watch the news. I get most of my news from No Agenda, uh, and and so you know the only TV that I and all the TV I watch. That's the other thing. I was hilarious. Um, I was my I use um, I use. Well, now it's Time Warner Cable. It was it Spectrum now? But it was Time Warner Cable. So I have a DVR built into my service. And everything I watch is recorded and I had burned through everything and I actually watched live TV. And I was amazed at how many commercials are now in TV because I don't watch them. The minute they come on, I hit the fast forward button and I was watching ESPN and it was a good, I know it's supposed to be two minutes. I, if it was two minutes, it, it sure felt like three or four. It just seemed like every time I was like, Oh, there's got, that's gotta be enough. And then there would be another one and another one. And I was like, Holy cow! It was uh, it was amazing.
1: So um, I'm gonna say 0.75 uh, of the time. So if you you have to multiply, so take what you're currently spending on podcasting to start the second one, multiply that number by 0.75 because you still have recording, you still have editing, oh, yeah. you still have promoting, you still have all those things. So you do get some economies, but I don't think you get as much as you think you do. And 0.75 is still more time. So if you're putting four hours in you're going to have three hours for your second podcast. Now, all those things vary based on what you're going to do and your style. But if you make a 15-minute podcast, I think it takes just as long as a 45-minute podcast. And for, in half an hour is just as much as an hour, because it, it, it you don't get that many economies in editing and, and such. All those things, whether it's a half hour or an hour, still take the same amount of time when it comes to uploading and promoting and writing blog posts and all those other things that you need to do. So that would be my... If you're going to start number two, you will get some economies. I just don't think you get as much as you think.
0: And some of it, too, depends on the topic. I'll give you an example. Uh, I started um, a show called Weekly Web Tools. I think it's around eight or nine years ago. It's been going a while. And I knew all these fun tools that I was using to help build websites. So I didn't have to do any research, hardly at all, to make an episode. It was like, hey, here's a cool thing that I use. Here's why I like it. Here's where you can find it, blah, blah, blah. So there was almost the, the figuring out what to talk about was very minuscule. It was just a matter of me typing it up, recording it. I was talking about personal experience in many cases. And now nine years later, I've run out of things to talk about. I really have. And I have spent the better part of two weeks working on the next episode. And it doesn't, to me, feel like, wow, you can tell Dave spent two weeks putting, you know, emphasis into this. In fact, it's actually kind of like, I'm in a, eh, That'll do kind of situation. Yeah, my audience might like this, but I'm not in a man. Wait till you hear about this tool. I found you. And so that show is, is like this close to just being shut down because in the end, I spent two weeks that I could have been working on another show. Uh, another one example is I do a show about uh, and I have to turn mine off the Amazon Alexa. In uh, that whole environment, well, that's all new. So I have to do research to do that episode. It's not like something – I can share my experiences of things I've done, but a lot of times I'm installing uh, skills and reading blogs and I'm reading the developer blog and I'm doing all this extra reading and time. So that's one that takes a little more time. The School of Podcasting, I'm very lucky that if people send me information or I'm in chat rooms or Facebook groups and I'm I'm getting all this news, plus just the stuff that I'm doing myself – that one doesn't take as much time. I have to figure out where I want to go, but uh, so a lot of it's going to depend on: Are you talking from personal experience, or do you have to go investigate a, a subject to uh, to do it? Because
1: yeah, that, yeah, it all varies, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't you you got to judge that yourself. We're we're coming up with some guesstimates of what it could be in your situation, and your mileage might vary. But it, I think that's it's worth thinking through, you know. And I think it's worth scheduling out. I mean, I think physically sitting down and saying, okay, like you said earlier. I think it's worth it to say, I'm going to do these things between this and this time. And I'm going to do these things between this and this time. And, and, and treat it, especially early, Ooh. treat it like a job. There will always be more things to do. Uh, this is the thing about it. Always more. You can always stay up later. You can always do more tweets. You can always find things on Facebook. At some point, you got to cut it off and go to bed. Well,
0: that's the thing that I thought was really interesting. When I was married, I had Tuesday, Thursday, and part of Saturday. And so I was using Evernote like a champion where if I had a note or anything or anything I was going to do. So when Tuesday came from basically, you know, 6 to whatever, uh, 11 o'clock, I was super focused and I was blowing through. I was editing people's podcasts. I was making my own this and that. So I was hyper focused because I only had Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. What was weird is when I got divorced, now I could do it whenever I wanted, uh, anytime pretty much after 530. And what was weird is I would have Sunday So I would have literally twelve hours to make a podcast, and you know how long it took me to make a podcast? Twelve hours, because I was I wasn't focused. I'm doing this and da, -da -da, and just kind of, or I would just put it off to the very last minute. So it it is kind of cool sometimes to have that to do list to keep you focused. Um, And and then somebody, the chat room was talking about being precise. This is another great point. I know uh, from the days when I was doing uh, sermons at my church. Uh, the first of the month, you always have communion. So you got like 15 minutes instead of 30. And that was always interesting because you'd have a a cool topic and you cut out the fluff. You're like, okay, what is the main point I'm trying to say in this presentation? And so, uh, Sean says, uh, I can be too concise at times. I coach high school debate and we've got to convince judges in a four minute speech. So there's no room for fluff. Podcasting has been a challenge to me. I'm not good with, uh, open-ended times. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it'll consume all available time if you don't put some, kind of put some boundaries on it. Some of you guys are good at that and some of you are not. And so, you know, you got to, you got con- to take this in, in your own situation and yeah, it works. And uh, I think uh, Ryan had said, you know, he has to, he can't, he can't find the time. He's got so many things going on. He has to create it. Hey, if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. Like you have to, <laughs> we're not judging anyone at this case. We're not, right. we're not saying what you should and shouldn't do. You, you have to make the decision to say, is this right for me is it not um, if you got to create the time then then create it make it work however it works for you but there are some things there's only certain a certain number of hours in the day we know relationships matter you know you got to take all those things into consideration when you're kind of cranking out that time to figure out how to get this stuff done and and if things are stressed and i mean if you're having relational stress in your rela- you know in your relationships and you have one podcast for god's sakes do not start <laughs> a second one like yeah. Come on guys and gals, let's let's be smart about this. If it's stressed, if it's not going perfectly, stick at one. Even if you got a great idea. Great ideas last a long time and you'll have another there'll be maybe another day you can get that done. But but do not start number two if you have stressed relationships in, in number one.
0: Yeah, keep your priorities straight. I mean you made a great point. You're like, you know, if we look at this and say, you know, it's gonna take me I'm doing a fifteen minute show, so it's still gonna take me, you know, two, three hours to, to do this podcast. And you look at your schedule and you're like, I don't have two or three hours a week. Okay, do you have two or three hours every two weeks? Yeah, maybe. Okay, well, then do a show every other week. You know, And, and if you look at your schedule and go, you know, I don't have an extra three hours. Maybe this isn't the time you do a podcast. Maybe you, you write that idea down, you put it in Evernote, and you come back to it in six months and look at your schedule and go, yeah, I think I could do this now. I'm not doing this thing anymore, and I'm not doing the community college or whatever the heck you're doing, and uh, maybe I get more time. I'm
1: not yeah, doing- or quit something else. Yeah. Right? you know, there's a novel idea yeah. uh, find the find something in your schedule you're not very effective or you don't like and quit it yeah and, and recoup some of that time do do something you love
0: yeah jason made a great point i listen to the show too i like it. it's called the pub and the host has basically said if you want to do this show i'm stepping down he also again what is the arch nemesis of podcasting babies yeah he had a baby um but the other thing he said is he's, he's writing about – his podcast is about being a journalist, and he's spending so much time on being a father and doing the podcast, he's doing very little journalism. And he's like, it's getting harder and harder to write about being a journalist because I'm not being a journalist anymore. And he likes being a journalist, and he, he be, I guess they get paid to do that show. So if you're a journalist and you want to do a podcast, you've got to build an audience. I'm going to kind of miss him because he's, he's pretty snarky. Um, he's the guy – that, um, let's see, I thought I had him here. He's the guy that says, stab yourself in the neck. I don't know where that, where oh, that, yeah. when he was talking about people. Uh, I thought I had that. Yeah, here we go. Stab yourself in the face and die. There we go. So he's just a, just a little snarky. Uh, so, uh, but I thought that was interesting. Cause he was like, well, I did the same thing when I was in college. I was the editor of the student newsletter. And I was doing all sorts of cool investigative reporting. I found out how they had a nursing program, and let's say there were enough spots for 50 nurses in like an interim uh, kind of a um, program, where whatever you do to, to learn how to be, you know, hands-on nurse, you'd be like student teaching. Uh, I forget what the, an intern plan at different hospitals. So let's say there were 50 spots. They would they each quarter they would let in 300 people. And I was like, how is that going to work? Because what are the other 250 going to do next quarter when there's no place for them to go intern? And so I was doing all this investigative reporting and all sorts of stuff, which was interesting because the college paid for the newsletters, um, you know, the the production and all that other stuff. So I was kind of biting the hand that feeds. But, man, was it a lot of fun. And then it dawned on me when I got my first D ever in my life that I went, "Um, I'm not here to be a journalist. I'm here to learn electronic engineering and so I had to to step back to just being a writer and let somebody else be the editor because I was literally having way too much fun, and so it was it was kind of and it was hard because the first thing they did was when I I gave it to this other guy they changed the name of the paper and I was like oh my baby you you changed my baby you know so it was hard but you had to stay focused on oh yeah that's right I'm here to get a degree not uh, not poke fun of the the president of the college and right you know yeah.
1: Yeah, focus is the key, I think, That's sometimes, and, and making sure you know why and what, and and there's no perfect formula for this. You've got to try some things and see what works. Dave, you you might have seen in those days, that might have been an indicator that investigative journalism was more exciting than the electronic stuff that you were doing. And, oh, it
0: was. Anything was more fun than, the, you know, although it was fun, you know, burning things in the lab, you know, and it's like, what happens when you put this tire here and you watch the capacitor go, and you're like, ah, the smell of burnt electronics it was excellent. Yeah, I I discovered that halfway through my degree that I wanted to be a technician. I wanted to fix stuff. And electronic engineering is how to design the thing that people then fix. And I was like, "Um, excuse me, but um this isn't really what I signed up for." And they're like, "Oh yeah, but you can you can do the technical thing if you have the engineering side." And I was like, "But this is boring. This is I want to, you know, so I kind of knew that halfway through, which is kind of why I was happy when later the, the place I was at where I was a copier technician, they're like, we need somebody in training. And you seem to like to talk. And I just fell into that. So uh, I was very lucky. With which, that. which often
1: happens, by the way. Yeah. Uh, right. And in, in jobs, you you find you, you drop into them. You didn't know uh, you were good at it or they just identify it that way. And then you end up doing the job. Yeah.
0: Uh, we could talk about this. Jim, you're headed a podcast movement on yeah. August 22nd through the 25th yeah. in Anaheim, California. Use the coupon code sop 10 if you haven't signed up yet, um, what are you expecting?
1: Well, I'm going to use the time to network. I, I, I'm i not sure there's that many sessions that will I, I couldn't get elsewhere. You know, I have looked at a lot of the speakers, and they're just regurgitating a lot of the things they've already said on their podcasts. And so if you ever wanted to get some information about podcasting or or, or learn more, just look at the speakers. Go find their podcast. Go listen to a couple of them. They said it already before, so there isn't really anything. There's no earth shattering sessions. There'll be some cool keynotes. I think the real value of podcast movement is I get to meet you and I get to meet a whole bunch of other people that I haven't got to meet in person. We just went through Dave this summit I was talking about last mm-hmm. week. A thousand people can't. It's hard to take a a, a a selfie virtually. I mean, you could do it, but it's just not as much fun to be in the flesh with people taking pictures and having those conversations and getting a drink together and some of those. So my, my plan, I, I don't, I don't actually know if I'm going to go to too many of the sessions. I, I'm going to try and find people that are interesting and have great conversations. That's you, you don't get a chance to do that very often. So yeah. meeting people.
0: Well, the nice thing is you've got a background where you've gone to other events. Some people, they've never gone to an event of, of yeah. kind yeah. of thing. So yeah, the, the big thing I always tell people and Daniel's got a show on this. I know I've done a show on this over at the audacity to dot com. And uh, bring comfy shoes because you're going to be probably walking around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Bring some chapstick. Bring some breath mints.
1: Snacks. Yeah, snacks. uh, Snacks, trail mix, whatever, just something because food's expensive, right?
0: Food's expensive, and a lot of times it's nowhere to be found. You know, you're just like, oh, you have to go to the restaurant, which is three blocks down, turn left, which isn't that far, but if you want some – Protein
1: bars, trail mix. Yeah. That kind of stuff you can carry with you.
0: Yeah, so you're not starving – and then uh, bring your business cards if you want to bring them or, or stickers or, or something. And don't be, I, I remember the first event I went, I was this guy where the minute I would walk up to somebody, I would hand them a business card. Mm-hmm. And I look back and I just go, ooh, ooh, I was that guy. I was the, the business card ninja where you're like, just, whoosh, you're just flipping him at people. Right in their neck. <laughs> That's it. Oh, who is this guy? Oh, who just stabbed me in the neck? Dave Jackson, School of Podcasting. Um, but I have found I, I will go up. And the other thing is, don't be shy. So all I have to do, this is one of the great things about these events. Everybody there is either going to start or already has a podcast. Almost in, in every case there. So if you're standing in line for lunch or somebody or you're sitting next, you go into a session it doesn't start for eight minutes and you're standing next to somebody, all you have to do is go, what brings you to the event? And they'll go, oh, I do a podcast about cooking for vegans and blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, cool. I do a show about grooming German shepherds, whatever it is. And you, in your head, you're thinking, this doesn't fit at all. But that's fine. You know somebody. And um, Rob Kearns is a guy that anytime I hear somebody say something about veterans, I'm like, oh, you got to check out com because Rob does a show that helps veterans get access, you know, that use the benefits that they've earned from being in the service, and they don't know about it. So a lot of times it's not who you know, as uh, Glenn the Geek says. It's who knows you, and people aren't going to get to know you if you don't talk to them. So and uh i I've, I've done that a lot where a lot of times it's it's not beneficial to me um i remember once i met somebody i think it was at the new media expo and he does a show about fishing and he's like yeah he goes i need to get into more of like the cooking side of fish and i'm like oh you need to meet ryan k parker foodcraftsman.com you know and then i'm like a little matchmaker so it that kind of stuff can be kind of handy and then i would say if you're if you plan on going to a session and you're in a conversation once with somebody, and it's like, oh wow, this is cool stuff. And you are, you're not sitting there thinking, ah, oh, this doesn't, this isn't, doesn't really. You, you're having a conversation, and you're happy to have it. And you look down, and you're like, oh man, the session I was going to go to starts in two minutes. Stay with the conversation. If you have the package that you can watch it later, stay with the conversation. I never will forget. I was at, um, oh, I forget was, oh, it was uh Expo, no, Podcast Movement, and it was something where they they'd bust us someplace. And something was going on in the big room, and I was out, and I happened to be standing next to Michael Stelsner, who's the social media uh, examiner guy. Uh, he's a big shot, smarty pants. He's, uh, you know, he's got a whole company and great thing. And he started talking about a project he started for families, and he threw in he threw in all this money and resources. And in the end, he said, you know what? I was building that based on my heart and not my head. And in the end, it, it, he just kind of explained why he had to finally realize that and shut it down. And it was just me and him. And I was like, this is, I can't believe I'm sitting here getting this inside information. And it was cool. So that's the stuff you can get at an event if you're going. And it doesn't have to be, you know, look locally, too. There's, you know, there's podcast movement, which is great. Uh, it's huge. But, uh, and there's, uh, if oh, I can't remember. pod to pod I'm sure, has them listed. But there's uh, Podcast Mid-Atlantic. There's um, DC Podfest is coming up. Um, you know, look around, there's, there's, uh, if you go to meetup.com, there might be somebody in your neighborhood that's doing one. Uh, for me, if you're in Ohio, go to com, and we meet in, uh, we meet in Cuyahoga Falls, the lovely metropolis of Cuyahoga Falls. And, uh, yeah, PM is in Philly next year. So that'll be cool. So we'll be, what are the dates for that next year? Do you, do you remember? I don't know. Uh, that's, that's a good different. question. They
1: move that thing around. So it's. Yeah. I think it's actually during our summit next year so I don't I don't think I'm going to be able to go
0: Philly I, Philly is cool I've only been there once and you walk around and a everything in it is historic you just everything is like this is where John C Adams blah 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 you know and then here George Washington you know blah blah, blah and Ben Franklin did the you know and I saw the Liberty Bill and the whole nine yards it was a cool little city um, I also know uh two people that have gone there and been robbed so um you know it's the city of brotherly love
1: so my uh, said, said sarcastically, like, yeah. go to a Phillies game, yeah, or or, or go to a an Eagles game. an Eagles game with the wrong jersey in, a, in the wrong jersey, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you will absolutely get mauled. Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, I, I'm I, I Dave, I, I love, I, I'm super excited. I'm actually getting there the weekend before, meeting some friends in L.A. I get to hang out in the Gallup office on Monday, and then nice. I will be there Tuesday. Tuesday is kind of the networking day, and then. Just just can't wait to have a blast. I think it's, it's you, you got to come to a conference like this at some point in time. You don't have to do it every year, but come to one. And uh, it, it's just, for me, This the timing on this worked out. It was perfect timing in August and such. So I'm looking forward to being there.
0: Yeah. And realize it's not always going to be make sense uh, if you're coming from across the pond that adds a whole other level of expense yeah. and that's where it's hard to,
1: and maybe in some cases get the return Although on investment philly's easier for the uk than california is yeah and, and so you know there's there's some variation in that if you're if you're uh i i know uh, we have offices on the east coast and and lots of times you know london new york is a pretty i mean it's really not any different than san francisco to, to honolulu when you think about that. And so you kind of go, well, okay, it's not, people do this all the time. It's not that hard. Um, it can be done. So yeah, on the East coast next year.
0: And uh, before I forget, I want to thank our awesome supporters. If you go out to com slash awesome, especially uh, Glenn, the geek Hebert from horse radio com, Josh rivers from creative Academy. Joshua Liston, who does the Podcaster Survival Guide. You can find him at tpsguide.org. And uh, Max Trescott, who does Aviation News Talk. You can find him at aviationnewstalk.com. And to see all our supporters, which was on my list of things to add, because we had a couple of people sign up for a buck. That's right. You can sign up for a buck. And uh, we thank everybody who supports us. But uh, if you go over to Asthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, you can see those who have... Uh, really chipped in and we deeply appreciate your name, that.
1: Your name gets read at the $10 level. Uh, that-
0: well, next week we'll read everybody. We okay. do. We, I do that at, for just even the $1 people you get read. So if you want to sign up now, would be great. Cause next week do it cause right it, now,
1: yeah. do it right now, right? Cause <laughs> it'll, it'll be, Hey, can I do a little hardware update or a little, oh, little Windows update Would that? Yeah. that be All right. I don't, we don't do these all the time, but I'm a Microsoft uh, insider and MVP. So I, I know a few things about windows uh, coming up. Uh, I shouldn't say coming up. Actually, right now, Microsoft is selling inexpensive hardware Hmm. with Windows 10 S. You might have heard this, Windows 10 S. And for the rest of the year, if you buy this equipment, it's really, this Windows 10 S is really designed for the education market. You you cannot install applications that are not found inside the Windows Store. If you've been running Windows 10, you know, there's not a lot of great applications in the Windows Store. For the most part, if you run Adobe or if you run um, Audacity or if you're running any of these Hindenburg, if you're running any of these x86 um, or Win32, sorry, Win32 applications, you sideload those, so to speak, right? That's always the way it's been done in Windows. Um, A lot of, you know, a lot of our mobile devices now have stores and that stuff is curated and you can't install stuff, crapware and, and those kinds of things. But, with Windows 10 S, you can only install the applications that are available in the store and the ones podcasters are using are not currently in the store. Now, that'll change over time, but it, today it would not work. So yeah. if you're out shopping for a PC and you think, oh, I can get this expen- inexpensive Windows 10 S and, you know, this is going to be great, you will be sorely disappointed. Now, the good news is. Right now, if you pick up a PC that has Windows 10 S on it, you can upgrade to Windows Pro for free up until the end of the year. So there's a little bit, if you do, if you do happen to buy it that way, uh, no problem. Just upgrade it to Windows 10 and and, uh, Windows 10 Pro and you're in business. But don't be fooled. Make sure you're checking what you're getting. If you're buying some equipment, you've done a little bit of work, if you're going to stay in the Windows space, just be careful of this Windows 10 S. It's, it's got some limitations and it's still a full version of Windows. So you're not getting a scaled down window. Microsoft used to have this beginner's pack or I forget what they call it now, Windows 10 intro or something stupid like that. And it was kind of this hobbled version of Windows. That's not the case here with Windows 10 S, but uh, it, it does have some limitations in the store. So just make sure you're checking if you're buying new hardware, new gear. The other thing you want to avoid Uh, If you're going small form factor, right, a lot of these computers are using integrated graphics as well as mobile chips in them. Um, Oftentimes, you might see the M followed. It'll it'll have a model number. It'll have a small M. That means it's the mobile version. Just remember, those are not as powerful. They're still pretty good, but they're not as powerful as you would get, say, in in an Intel Core Series, Core i3, Core i5, Core i7. Not as powerful, and they're not going to do. I I find for the stuff that I do, especially if you're doing video processing, it pays to have the, mo- the, the most powerful processor you can get your hands on reasonably, because it'll just speed things up from a time perspective. Um, so do not cheap out. And then also, graphics, GPUs, are a big help. Many of the ones that you can get, many of the expensive ones, actually, buying a GPU today is a little tenuous, because with all the bit, coin mining that's going on mm. gpus are super expensive especially the upper end ones but do not cheat on your gpu stuff very very helpful in processing video um, and so when you do it both on mac and pc do, although with mac you don't have a lot of options but nah. you're buying expensive gear anyways yeah. and yeah, so the cheapest stuff is still there. expensive on the pc you can't you can buy cheap stuff and i always you can get away with it but the more you try and do I, you know as an example when i was doing video processing on a Core i3, which is the low end for Intel, it was taking at least an hour to process my videos. When I went, moved on to a Core oh, i7, yeah. that was down to about 15 or 20 minutes. So it does, those kinds of things do matter. So, Dave, is, this is this this is the time of the year as people are buying new equipment for sc- college students to go to school, right? We're, we're in that, we're in that time here in the fall, here in the United States, in autumn, if you're in the UK, and everywhere else, it's spring if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, it, it uh, kids are going back to school and there's a lot of great deals. Just be very, very careful, especially on the window side that you're getting what you're paying for and you're not chasing the price because you can get some really crappy equipment. That's not going to work for you.
0: Yeah. I, I know I made the mistake when I bought a laptop. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to use this for PowerPoint, checking email. And there are times I was doing a, uh, I do a, a group coaching call for the school podcasting. I was using zoom and it worked, but just starting the thing up. I felt like it was a Model T. It was just, holy cow, is this slow.
1: Oh. Yeah. Well, and there's, there's a whole family of those that, that came out, um, of tablets that came out on the Windows side that were severely underpowered. Yeah. And they're just awful. Uh, the, the, the experience. So if you think, oh, I mean, your phone, you're better off in a lot of cases go, if you're going to try and be mobile. Use your phone. Those are ARM processors. They're, they have operating systems on them that are designed for mobile. And Windows is not, Windows 10 is not a mobile operating system. It is, it's a, it's a workhorse. It's full power. It does not work well in mobile spaces. Microsoft's trying to fix that with a mobile version that nobody's ever going to use. But it it is, it is, you know, don't, do not take Windows 10 and move that to mobile. That does not work well. We had some questions this week, uh, Dave, somebody, I think on Twitter had pinged you and me about your recording right off your iPhone. Well, an iPhone is a great mobile recording device. It's kind of designed for that. And so if you're gonna do some recording, I would much rather record off my tablet. Uh I'm sorry, off of my phone that way. If I'm if I need to be mobile than trying to do it off my laptop. It's a lot easier. The sound's gonna be just as good. These these phones are really optimized for that. So right tool, right job. Just make sure you're not cheaping out. Yeah.
0: Got a couple questions about Facebook Live. Jason asked, do you think Facebook Live has taken away from podcasting? For me, it has as I focus my efforts on video more. I haven't seen many people using Facebook audio either. I haven't haven't seen that either. Uh, Nick says his show has grown massively due to Facebook Live, particularly the engagement. So I don't know that it's taken away because it's the same thing. It's like we do a live show here on Saturday, and on a good day, we'll get maybe 3% of my audience. Uh, and of course you can always go back and watch the video later, but in terms of, um, I, I don't know that it's, you know, I, I, I'm still going to my podcast app to listen to podcasts. I don't go to Facebook because number one, it's usually not on the timeline. If somebody did a, a t- some, let's say Jim did a video yesterday. I probably, if I just logged into Facebook and didn't want to dig for it, I wouldn't see it because I've got so many other friends that have posted and it's on the timeline. So it's a little bit like Twitter for me that, uh, it doesn't, you know, I haven't really, you know, if I, I'll get, you know, 8 million notifications a day now that, you know, Joe Schmo is live and I'm like, okay, I got something else to do. Um, what about you, Jim?
1: Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, I think I like, uh Facebook live in groups. So we just, we have a group that just crossed over 9,000. And that's awesome. Like, so you go live in that group, and everybody gets notified that it's, it's live. And we had, um, we did three, a series of three Facebook Lives during our summit, one on Monday night, one Tuesday morning, one on uh, Wednesday. no. Uh, Monday, Tuesday. Yes. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Doesn't matter. The Monday one by early Tuesday had 1600 views already. Uh, And those are all engaged group people. And so that's, I think it's a great way to, 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 to do engagement. In Nick's case, he's doing a sports, um, you know, kind of a sports podcast. I think that's awesome. Like, because it's so universally friendly, especially the people he's, you know, in the Cincy area, they'll get some, they'll get notified and there's some other things going on. So I think sports lends itself to that way. Beekeeping, maybe uh, that may not be such a great, you know, Facebook Live may not be the greatest thing or, or you won't get as much engagement the, the the tighter the niche. This may be an area, Dave, where it goes against conventional wisdom. Or we always say niche down. With Facebook Live, I actually think the more the the more wide you are, the better it is. So
0: I think it's a great tool. I don't use it as much as I used to and I'm not sure why. I used to just all the time, just fire it up on my phone and, and talk. Uh but I, I do like my thing is in terms of engagement when it's live I can get derailed really easy. I mean, you've seen that on this show. So I always try to make my point and then look at the comments because otherwise I'll be making this really great point on how, you know, maybe you should add a little margin to your life. Hey Jim, what's going on? Oh, cool. Yeah. And then uh um uh, oh yeah, that's right. The margin thing is da 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 da. Oh, hey Jill, what's going on? And it's it just that doesn't make good content. So that's what I try to do with that. And uh it is fun. Um you can't if you wanted to download that audio, you can. You have to Google that. It's it's fun. You have to go to like m.facebook.com, get the link, do the thing, click on the thing, download the video, and then from there you can extract the video from from or you can extract the audio from the video if you really wanted to do that. And there's a cool tool from Oh, it's the people that do ECAM. Uh they have a cool Facebook live tool that you can do all sorts of fun stuff. It, it kind of takes your Facebook live to the uh, next level. And it's, I want to say it's like 20 bucks. So if you're doing a lot of Facebook live, they they oh you can share your screen on Facebook live. Um, I do like the fact now that when you do a Facebook live on your desktop, at least they, they kind of have one of those makeshift audio meters. So at least, you know, if your microphone's working or, or not, they give you a countdown now. So they've added a little bit to the back end of Facebook live on the desktop. So, um, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, I do like it. I should do more of it. I usually do one, uh, this Saturday morning before ask the podcast coach, just to say people, Hey, remember we're doing something live. I didn't get a chance this morning cause all the stuff with my, my father-in-law. Uh, but, uh, I usually do one in the morning. And, uh, the other thing it does is especially if you're just doing little snippets, depending on what you're doing, it keeps your brand, you know, your brand in front of people. So if you're doing a weekly show, it's just a way to kind of say, hey, remember me? Here's uh, something, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it keeps them. And then yeah. and then when you, it just, especially if you, the thing I always love is you get to see where people are. You know, so somebody's doing something from the mall and somebody else is in their backyard and, you know, the dog's, you know, humping their leg or whatever's going on that they didn't plan on, you know, and it just, it makes it super real. So
1: no, it's a ton of fun it's always fun i think it's a good way to do it hey can i give one more uh one more windows thing oh, absolutely. yeah sorry so um uh, the other thing that's been big on the hardware side software hardware software is ransomware and if you're a windows user you know that we have heard if you have not heard about these kind of these ransomware threats that have been going around you know you get infected it's like a virus they lock up your they lock up all your files with an encrypted key and you have to pay them in bitcoin to be able to get this stuff back and you know, it can be three, anywhere from 300 to $3,000 to get these things unlocked, and that would suck. So make sure that you have some kind of way, some kind of plan where you, when you're backing up your files, because this would really suck if all your podcast files got locked up and you could never get them back and you only had a single copy of them. So make sure you're backing them somewhere off-site that's not on your network that are versioned, right? And so CrashPlan, Carbonite, Backblaze, any of those backup services, We'll do that for you. OneDrive even has some versioning available in it. Although the danger in OneDrive is that it, of course it is integrated in with your PC and you can have a file folder on your PC that's attached to OneDrive and those OneDrive files can get infected. So you have to be careful with that. But that being said, Back your stuff up regularly. We always talk about this at Christmas time, but maybe now is a good time. I just paid for my crash plan update this morning. I, I try, I'm i trying to get those things off of the the, the December cycle. Nice. And so, because uh, you know, you, you do that stuff at the end of the year and then everything comes due and you're, you got a $500 bill to yeah. kind of re-up everything. Yeah. Sorry, kids, but, no
0: Christmas. Dave, <laughs> dad had to back up his PC. Too bad.
1: <laughs> software. Um, but make sure you're backing up and you're checking it. And it's going somewhere where it's version. So just in case if it does get locked up, you can go back and pull a version of it from two weeks ago or whatever and get your files back. Guys, this is a, and gals, this is a serious deal. Like, I, usually viruses and stuff, I'm kind of like, eh, not that, it doesn't happen to that many people. This ransomware stuff is for real, and it's it's hitting people. Most of the antivirus uh, providers are adapting to it. I just saw Bitdefender came up now. They're protecting folders for you on your PC that will notify you if files change it's a little annoying because it pops up every time you go to save something, but at least it's right. I mean, it's, it's, it's some protection for you. So think about it, think through your workflow and say, how am I, how am I protecting these files? Are they in a place? Are they backed up? Am I putting them somewhere where I can get them back? Have a plan.
0: I know for me, I've only seen that come up once. So I think there are also, there is the ransomware and then there's fake ransomware because I remember once I typed in an address, And I fat fingered it or whatever. And so all of a sudden it comes up and it's like, you're locked. You can't get your stuff, blah, blah, blah. So I went down to the task manager. I right clicked, went to task manager and closed the internet. Basically said fire down Firefox and Chrome and anything else that was going. Um, I then had my computer do a scan uh, and it found nothing. Rebooted it and everything was fine. So there are times that you think, Oh, holy cow, whatever you do, don't click on anything on that screen. So the first thing that came up, I was like, right-click, close right. all browsers, get out of it. And then I was like, if I reboot and this thing says that, then I'm screwed. But I was really happy that I didn't. But I, Because I've heard a lot about it. And I'm always like, I don't know what Bitcoin is. I mean, I know what it is, but I wouldn't know the first thing about converting yeah, it's it. Yeah, not,
1: it's not hard to get. But you just don't, just don't get ransomware to begin with, right? Have yeah. safe computing habits. Make sure you've got some kind of antivirus. Or at least if you're in Windows 10, you'll have Windows Defender on automatically, which, which is helpful. It's not the best, but it's helpful. You got to think about these things. You got to protect. It's like, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, it's just not a big deal. It's just my PC. Well, would you leave your front door wide open in the middle of the night? You know, no, you'd shut it and lock it. And, uh, you've got to do a little protective stuff on your PC to think, okay, because I don't know about you, Dave, but I've got, you know, 320 episodes that I, I want to keep. I don't, I don't want to go anywhere. And so you got to think about, you know, if I lost those things, how could I get them back? And that, that pertains to hardware failure. You know, if, if you're putting all your stuff on one drive and that drive goes and you haven't backed it up, it's not anywhere. Then it's gone yeah. at that point.
0: I have all my, I'm i a big backblaze guy. So I got everything yeah. thrown to the cloud. Um, on a regular basis, uh, I will fire uh, Dropbox on my phone because it automatically backs up all my photos to the cloud. Um, so
1: Well, and, and don't forget, one copy in the cloud is not backup either. Because if the cloud service provider goes under right. or, or shuts their doors or whatever happens, um, that's not backup. You can't just don't move them. My, my sister bought a one of those big, you know, one terabyte backup you mm-hmm. know, drives, USB drives she plugged in and she moved all our files to it. And then she's like, OK, good. It's all backed up. I'm like, no, it's still only in one place. Yeah. Like, yeah, you have to do the one, two, three. Right. And so uh, just make sure as you're thinking through. Um, hey, if I had a disaster, if I couldn't get to these files, if that drive went bad, do I have a good plan? And have I tested it at least once to know I can get the file back? This last weekend, I wanted to convert my wife from her. She has a spinning, she had a spinning disc on her, on her computer. It was really loud. And I wanted to put an SSD in it. Hmm. And so I used Acronis, which is one of my very, very favorite backup. Easy to use. Not on, It's not cheap and it's not free, but it's one of the easiest things I've used to back stuff up. It'll back it up to anywhere. And then I it, I created a restore disk, put it in, USB drive, put it in, refired it, swapped the drives, fired it back up, grabbed the image, blasted it back on the drive, turned it on, and it just worked. And it was about 30 minutes to get that done. And I was thinking, yep, tested, know it works, I can do this thing. And so you have to test it every once in a while, too, just to make sure it's working.
0: Yeah, that's always a key. I, uh, I forget what I did. I, I did a presentation, and I saved the file to my SD or... Uh, flash drive saw it there. Everything was fine. It was great. But I always, anytime I do a presentation, I always throw it into Dropbox, OneDrive, something. So it's in the cloud for whatever reason. And sure enough, I got there and even though I saw it in the folder on the drive, I didn't test it. And I get there and I plug it in and it's not there. And I'm like, I I saw with my own eyes, it was there. Now it's not. And luckily I was able to go to the cloud. So again, always have it in in two places is, is handy. Um, and, and luckily, I was at a place because some places will like block where you can go on the internet. And I was like, please let me go to Dropbox. Right.
1: right. Yeah. No, or they're super slow. Like maybe you've got a presentation and you're, you're anticipating being able to download a, a 20 gig video file. Yeah. And you get there and they, you know, they're basically on a 56K mode of dial up. <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh crap, it's going to take five hours to download this thing. I better, you know, what you're screwed at that point, you know, you're like, what do I do? I've been spending a lot of time. I test that on my phone, too. Uh, I have a portable hotspot on my phone that I don't leave on very often, Um, but I do, I do test that from time to time. And that's a good backup if I get in some place where I'm going. But think through that, right? When I do presentations, I keep it both on the network and on my desktop for work so that I could go anywhere. I keep it on the network in case my desktop gets wiped out. But if I'm presenting locally and I can't get access to the Internet, at least it's local for me. So yeah. keep that stuff. Think through it. Have a plan, and then build it into your workflow. So you do it the same way every single time.
0: the uh, The chat room is talking about VMix. Have you ever used? I know Mike yeah. Howard has used it. Mike
1: Howard's a big VMix user. Yeah, I think it's one of those those Wirecast VMix. You know that 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 whole, that group of of a um, broadcast pieces of software. Mike's a big advocate for it. I, I think if I were going to go, I've I've heard enough that I would use VMix if. I was headed that direction. I just don't want the complexity of that kind of video. I just, at this point, I don't I don't want to add another piece in hardware and some of those things.
0: Yeah. I know uh, Daniel was talking about OBS. All those things. I would love to play with them. That's always one of those things where, again, if you start more podcasts, you don't have time to go investigate this stuff. And that's always been on my list of like, I should go check out OBS. It would be, you know, let's see what I, so I can talk about it at least. And it's always on the list of like, oh yeah, I'll do that next week. I'll do that next week. I'll do yeah.
1: that. OBS is right. OBS is the other one.
0: And you, you make a yeah. great point. Sometimes, you know, adding more stuff, more bells and whistles, do you need it? You know, is is that really going to make this show that much better if I can put a, um, you know, lower third under your name? Yeah, maybe. But is it is it worth the extra... You know, now I need another arm. Because I'm already, I mean, my mixer's over here. I mean, I literally at this point now have to go over here to do my mixer. Um, I've got my iPad here. I've got a screen here and I have a screen here. That's where you're like, I think we're okay. We're good where we're at. I understand it would be better, but until I get another engineer in here, um, I don't know. That well, really...
1: What's your show dictate? So Mike Howard does a photography show. Yeah. And he does it very, very well. And by the way, he's gotten better as he's practiced. And now it's second nature. So for him to do it using vmix and the complex uh change leo laporte's the same way i mean leo laporte was running a podcast while he was operating a tricaster and he was adding lower thirds on the fly right in, into the tricaster i mean in these early days he was doing this by himself he got really good at it he runs his radio show that way like he i i watched i've, I've watched him do his radio show live and mm-hmm. the guy can do like six different things you know he'll do bits of his radio show then he'll bring somebody else in and I mean, he's really good at all this multi, this multi-casting stuff. I mean, it's a show within a show. His radio show is actually, um, you can, when you watch it live, you're just watching him record that radio show, and then you see all the extras around it. He's pretty amazing in 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 the way he can control everything, but it's taken years of work and effort. So the first couple times you do it, it's probably going to be pretty rough. If If you ask Mike, his first couple shows... Are those his favorite shows? <laughs> uh, probably not. Uh, but his his show is really good now. And when you watch it, it's done very, very well. And it's fun to watch um, because he brings these elements of these pictures in. And he's got picture in picture. And he's doing a whole bunch of great stuff with it. So this takes practice. Yeah, I'll have to look at that. A lot of testing, too. He yeah. would, in the early days, he and he would ping me and we did some testing and he was always, you know, trying stuff out. So, all yeah. right, sounds like the music is on. It
0: is that music. And I've got to stay on schedule today because I've got to get out of here dress like Johnny Cash and uh, head up to Cleveland. So uh, thanks to the chat room. I don't know if I say that enough, but thank you guys to the chat room for uh, showing up. There's always like a whole other show going on over there. Emily good. and Jenny are explaining. They're, they're trading baby tips about how to get kids to sleep
1: and <laughs> all sorts of other. It's good fun to be here stuff. live. That's the value yeah. of being here live. Yeah. Um,
0: and uh, Jim, what's going on on the uh, theaverageguy. TV?
1: Yeah. So we we talked about Bitcoin. Uh, we no. were talking about Bitcoin. I, I have I have kind of the be all end all. There's some big stuff going on in Bitcoin right now. We kind of cover a lot of it. the TV on the most recent home gadget geeks. Home gadget geeks,
0: and uh, this week on uh, the School of Podcasting. In the immortal words of Stevie Ray Vaughan, things that I used to do, Lord, I won't do no more. And uh, so we're talking about uh, things that you used to do in your podcast that now you've changed. And uh, so that'll be this week's episode. Along with, I will be debuting the first session of How to Not Make Money in podcasting. We'll be talking about that in the post show. There was a post from uh, Todd Cochran. I think we'll be talking about that. And Max just put a huge question in the uh, chat room. So we'll be throwing that into uh, the post show. If you'd like to get the post show, go to Asthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. For as little as a buck, you can get the extra content as well as um, Patreon only kind of uh, stuff there. That's a great there's a great pitch. Get the get the other stuff. So Thanks again. We're here every Saturday, 1030 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Askthepodcastcoach.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week.
1: Thicken up your skin and get ready for a
0: supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the Podcast Review Show. On the Podcast Review Show, we go and we listen to your podcast, we go over your website, and we find those things that you're doing right so you can keep doing more of those.
1: And then we find the rough spots and we help you shine them up to make your podcast just a little bit stronger. You jump into it, which I thought was fantastic. You jump right into a story.
0: You've got nice show notes. I thought those were great. I also appreciate the fact that throughout this entire interview, you've done your homework.
1: I expected a little controversy in the interview.
0: Either have something there for them to connect with you or just take it off the page until it's ready to go.
1: So tell me what the show is all about and who it's for. If you'd like to get reviewed, go to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me.